Welcome to Side Control Mixed Martial Arts Podcast. Let us take you on a journey with this week's news, rumblings, and fights. Welcome to the Side Control Podcast. For the next hour or so, we're going to be shooting the shit on what's going on in the crazy world of MMA. Enjoy. What goes, player? <laughs> Not much, mate. Not much. So, no UFC this weekend. No, but we've got some news and some big UFCs coming. Oh, I haven't been this excited for a UFC for a long time. Has there ever been one this high profile on such short notice? I don't think so. See, I was thinking about this before. So, so, so we've got Gilbert Burns out mm-hmm. and Masvidal in to fight Usman, which is a terrible matchup for Masvidal. It is, yeah. But so is Askren, to be fair. So, yeah, I, I, I was thinking about this and I think you've got Bisping stepping in to fight Rockhold on short notice. 14 days, yeah. Yeah, you've got... Who else have we had? Stephanie? Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor, 11 Nate days. Diaz, Conor McGregor. We've had a couple. We've had it happen a couple of times. Not six days. Never for a belt for six days. I, and I've seen that. Masvidal said he's got to lose £20. Yeah, that's not massive though. It is if you've got two 48-hour quarantines in six days. Well, why? These hotels in, in that part of the world aren't like little box rooms, are they? He'll have a gym in his room. Would he have a gym in his room? Have you seen a hotel? No, I haven't. There's got to be a gym in the room. I'd imagine there's a full-size UFC octagon in his room. <laughs> I've seen the island. Well, the hotel's even more bizarre. It's looking good. <laughs> it is. It's going to be... Well, it's going to be three weeks on the bounce, isn't it? My prediction, by the way, for the start of the Usman-Masvidal fight is Masvidal kicking Usman square in the balls. Again? That's that's my, that's my prediction. The Darren The Yeah, the... Because um, he's got to do something to start this fight, and it's not going to be a... And knee to the head. I just think he's going to take some steam off him with, the, with that um, low blow. I'm all for it. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all for it. Whatever you've got to do to get that W. You've got to do what you've got to do, haven't you? What do you think of him taking on six days' notice? Because there was a big hoo-ha, wasn't there, about um, basically was he ducking him or... He never was, was he? Masvidal ducks no one. But I think... not. This is a crazy difficult fight for Masvidal no matter what. Even if he had a full camp, I think this this fight's ridiculous. I think there's a real chance because Masvidal's a, he, he's he's done this for long enough. He's he's got the experience that I think he can take this on six days' notice and maybe benefit from it. Well, the the way I see it is, if I was his management, him taking this fight on six days' notice is the perfect scenario. It's a win-win for everyone involved because Masvidal gets started. On six days, he come off the couch. Yeah, he he is in shape because if he's only got twenty pounds to lose, then he's obviously in some form of fight shape. But if he loses, so what? So what? And according to Masvidal, he is getting paid. I hope he's getting paid. I hope he's he's stuck to his guns. Do you know what I find the most bizarre about, about all this? Since all this come about, since Masvidal got uh, stepped over and Gilbert Burns stepped in, do you know? The main fighter who's been back on Masvidal since the get-go. Who? Nate Diaz. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen some of the tweets Diaz has put out. Do you know what I want as well since we're fighting on an island here? And have you seen the pictures that they've put out of the octagon in the beach? With the palm trees? Yeah. Are they fighting on the beach? I don't know. I'm into it if they are. I doubt it because the the sun on the camera type situation. Well, they're fighting at night to to match the um, times. to get. Isn't it? Aren't they fighting late at night? 6am. Half eight... Half eight in the morning will be the main event. 
Right. So they're sticking to American time like UFC 204 in um, Bisping Henderson where they fought in Manchester at like what, 6am? Fight on a beach. I'm not asked where they fight, I just want to see the fight. Well, yeah, but what's the point in Fight Island if it's in an arena with... Well, if we're being honest, if Jorge Masvidal assigned to fight Usman on six days' notice and Usman was on his way back to America and had to turn back round and Masvidal was already in America, why didn't he just have that fight in, in Vegas in the first place? Which is what I'm saying, if it's in an arena... What difference does it make? You could, could have it, it in a car park, just put a roof over it. But they're doing it for the tourism, aren't they? For, um, Abu Dhabi? Yeah. yeah. That's what they're, they're saying, the reason is behind it anyway. But apart from that main car fight, the, the car itself is unbelievable. Yeah. Obviously, that's that's massive that Masvidal stepped in on six days notice to fight, as you say, probably the worst stylistic matchup you could possibly think against them the only person I think it was a worse stylistic matchup for him to fight again and this is going to sound weird I think it's Wonderboy well did you hear what Masvidal said he said when he beats Usman these are his words when he beats Usman the only two fights he's interested in is Wonderboy again yeah and Diaz I think he loses Wonderboy to Wonderboy every time Wonderboy. the style it's the style Wonderboy's too old it's too clever he? he's just too clever isn't he like 39 now yeah yeah, but Masvidal, how old Masvidal? Man, dude, he's been doing it since he was like 12, so... Masvidal? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's 35 now, so he is the oldest challenger for the welterweight title. I think there's been... If he wins, he'll be the oldest UFC welterweight champion ever. So it's it, this, the odds are against him. He's been doing it for a minute, hasn't he? Well, he's been... I remember him from Shark Fights, from Bulldog, from Strike Force, from Elite XC... He was even in um, Sengoku in Korea. He's fucking fought everywhere. Everywhere and everyone. And everyone. Yeah. I think, do you know what's going to be deceptive for people who aren't as in-depth in this sport? Is their record. You look at Usman's record and you look at Masvidal's record. Masvidal's had 16 losses, is it? Something like that. 12 losses and Usman's had one. So you'd look at that and you'd think, oh, well, clearly one of these fights is better than the other one. And I don't think it works. Like, not in this one. This is different. This this is a different game. Yeah, that, does, that doesn't matter. Because Masvidal's losses are deceptive losses. Well, Masvidal has what? 11 more losses than Darren Till. Mm-hmm. And look how that turned out. Exactly. Askren. He has, uh, Askren never lost a fight. Yep. Masvidal lost 12. How did that turn out? So it, it doesn't really matter. It's stylistically, styles make matchups. Unfortunately, based on that theory... It's still a terrible fight for Masvidal. Do you not think the X factor in this is um, that Masvidal's training partner for such a long time has been Joel Romero? Do you not think that helps him in this fight? No. No. Not at all? No. <laughs> because I think Artem Lobov's been Conor McGregor's training partner for the past 10 years and has it helped him. <laughs> well, Artem Lobov? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's got physical attributes that make it difficult for him to do that. With his T-Rex arms? Yeah. Also, I think Artem Lobov is there to be a punch bag for McGregor. <laughs> Punch just bag. a moving punch bag <laughs> well yeah they got a few paydays out of being that punch bag didn't he so I like Lobo he's, he's a likeable guy he's he the ghost. but um, I, I, I don't see personally as you know I'm a big Masvidal fan but I don't see how he gets it done you don't I don't know I think he gets it I think he gets it done I'm, I'm going to put it out there that <laughs> wow. he gets it done I know because stylistically and in every every way I look at this I think Masvidal's got to lose this fight I just think he's too clever I think I think he's got more experience. I think if he if he keeps it standing, it's his it's his fight to win. I think if he's what's the what's the odds on him? He's three to one underdog. 
A three to one underdog is worth a bet. He is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is. I think he pulls it off. That doesn't make it probable, though. No, but I think he does. I think he pulls it off. I hope you're right. I definitely I, hope you're right. Let's be fair. This fight goes two ways. It's a spectacular knockout for Masvidal, or it's a wet blanket event for U- for Usman. That's a bit hard. What about the Colby Covington fight? That but was... that was two. That was two mediocre, mediocre strikers and brilliant I wrestlers. Think that's harsh. But that's that. That's mediocre strikers. Well, look at it like this. Cause I was thinking about this the other week. If you pour a, a great kickboxer or a great tie fighter. It, at the height of Liddell's career and put him in the cage with Liddell they'd have fucking starched Liddell they'd have starched him but he was he was the best striker in the sport now we're not we're, we're not looking at strikers at the time he was he was knocking everyone out <laughs> so what I'm what I'm saying is you're taking a sport which has really good strikers and we know some strikers every time we have a really good striker but we're looking at two wrestlers striking each other you put Usman in a kickboxing fight with anyone with Masvidal he'd start him I'm not sure I'm not sure I agree with that and also Chuck Liddell by the way absolutely demolished Alistair Overeem in a kickboxing match in a ring so <laughs> oh, I think Usman in the Colby Covington fight showed that he has got legit legit striking but it wasn't against a legit striker that's what I'm saying. But you Carlton can look and fucked Lawler up on the feet. I, I'm not saying the bad. Obviously, the fantastic, the brilliant strikers. What I'm saying is, their bread and butter is wrestling. Like we always say, this: if you have two fantastic wrestlers, mm. it turns into a stale kickboxing fight. If you have two fantastic strikers, it seems to turn into a shitty wrestling match. On that theory, then you can't say that Justin Gaethje is a great striker because he's a wrestler. Which is the same as Dan Henderson to say he's not a great striker because his wrestling back it, 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 but they are both great strikers. well they are because of the wrestling so Dan oh, Henderson okay, okay, Dan okay. Henderson the threat of Dan Henderson's takedown ma- makes it so he can just stand straight up and throw that left the same with it's the same with no it's not the same with Gaethje no one's worried about the takedown I was going to say it's the same with Khabib so it's the same yeah. it's a similar thing with Khabib the threat of his takedown makes his striking a lot better but not Gaethje not necessarily Gaethje Gaethje's footwork is, is brilliant He's, he's just a good striker. I, Alvarez as a, is a really clever striker, but he's a wrestler, really. The way he beat RDA was the, the striking, the way he put his feet, the way he moved RDA where he needed to be. The reason he beat brilliant. RDA is because RDA nearly died on the weight cut. That's it. <laughs> but he did beat him, and he beat him on the feet. Yeah, but I reckon the strong winds would have knocked so RDA out <laughs> But anyway, so you're going on records, Masvidal. I'm, go, I'm going Masvidal. Not, you, it's it's obviously not a safe because it's got to be a stoppage then because he's not decision. I think he gets the stoppage. I think what he does, I think like I've said, I think he comes in, wallops him in the balls, oh. really takes the wind out of him, then 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 coasts for a bit and prevents some takedowns, gets up, and then later on he, he finishes it. Well, we know for the fact Osman doesn't get tired. Well, yeah. Well, not we've seen yet. I am Covington. He's like the EPO king, isn't he? Well, yeah, they both are. <laughs> and and he never, he never tired a little bit. So that's a factor. Usman trains with Chandler, doesn't he? Or he did until this one. He's going to train with Whitman. Henry Hoof. So he's training with Gaethje for this one. Isn't it Trevor Whitman? Yeah. Yeah. So he's that's re- a factor as well. New training camp. I think the six days notice benefits Masvidal. That's what I was saying. I think it does. Yeah. I don't think he's got a chance, but I think it benefits. His chances, if that makes sense. I think the pro- I think Masvidal's the obvious underdog in this. Obvious underdog. Yeah. But I think he I think he can surprise people. I think this is he's gonna have an upset. Look look at Bisping. No one expected Bisping to win that fight in a million years. Luke Rockhold was a killer. Yeah, you're right, yeah. 
and no one expected them to take that fight in short notice and take the win. I think not having not trained for a, for a full camp really is going to benefit. Well, notoriously, people who take the fights on, on short notice do well. Yeah, do well, yeah. Because you've got nothing to lose, have you? And, and you've also not battered your body for the last two months. Yeah. So, two questions and I've got to ask. One, if Masvidal wins, where does that put him in the superstardom level? Is it Conor McGregor level? Is it still way below that? Is it above Khabib? What is it? I, th- I think that's a difficult question to answer because does it's a popularity thing and winning... Like, because... Usman is, without a doubt, he's the popularity killer because he just drains the popularity out of fights he fights. Other than the Covington fight, every fight he's had has really drained the fight that he's fought. Like, Woodley, it's really took the shine away from him because usually he just dominates everyone. So if Masvidal comes... He's not known, Usman, other than in our community, do you know what I mean? He's not like... You couldn't go to someone in work who doesn't watch MMA and go, do you know, you heard Usman's fighting this weekend? It'd be, oh. Maybe they've heard of Masvidal. Maybe they've heard of McGregor. But they won't have heard of Usman. I don't think there's nothing for Masvidal to win Usman outside of our bubble. But it's not about the opponents. It's about becoming the champion. Yeah, I'm but outside of our, what I'm saying is outside of our bubble, it does nothing for him. But then you'd have the welterweight champion and the BMF champion. I I predict that'll put him in... I'm not sure Khabib and Conor levels, but I think it put him over like the, the likes of style. But I think Diaz. Yeah, he'd be bigger than the guys. Does he? Does he? If he loses this fight, yeah. Does Usman get that BMF belt? No, because <laughs> you don't want him to get it. I well, I don't think the BMF belt should ever be used again. <laughs> you, you hated that he used it the first time. I, I think it's a disgrace. <laughs> but I think Cormier even said he said <clears throat> you can't have certain people as the BMF. This is what Cormier said. He said like I couldn't be the BMF. Kamara Usman can't be the BMF. So Helwani said, why? And he said, I'm going to sneeze. Hang on. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm getting out of here. I don't need this. <laughs> so he said, you can't have someone who wears a shirt tucked into the pants with a belt on, who walks around as a BMF. A BMF is like... Uh, Masvidal. Masvidal. It's a BMF, Diaz, yeah. Cowboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holloway. Mm, well, he's too dad. Hang on. Holloway stepped in to fight Khabib near Megamedov on six days notice. He's too tired to be BMF. No, I disagree. I disagree. But anyway, I agree with what he's saying there. Yeah, I do. Because you can't have... Roy Nelson will step in and fight everyone. He's not a BMF. <laughs> not BMF <laughs> it is. I suppose it's a cool title, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. Are you cool? Yeah, I think Masvidal's too tired for that. Masvidal's too tired? Not Masvidal. Um, Holloway. Holloway, yeah. Well, we'll get on to Holloway because obviously he's part of we've got the three, three title fights. Three title fights, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's start with the one lowest down on the card: Peter Yan against uh, Jose Aldo. Do you say Jose or Jose? Or oh, Jose? <laughs> I don't know. Jose Aldo, I say, but that's only because I've heard them say it like that. I remember Connor calling him Jose and uh, Aldo getting very irate about it. I don't know. Call him whatever he wants. I don't care. Well, could be classed as racist. I'll just call him, yeah, call him Aldo. Oh, every weekend the retard can't put his phone on silent. I got a coin. Right. So, <laughs> how do you predict that goes? Jan and I think Jan takes it, but uh, we're going to do the MMA thing now, aren't we? Where if Jan wins, it's yeah, Jan was a killer the entire time, and if Jan loses, it's because oh yeah, but he's never fought anyone good. That's what we're going to do. As soon as this fight's over, we're going to. But 
Jan's really good. He's a really, really good striker, and I think he's taken this fight. I think, but but to say that Aldo's been phenomenal, even his his fight with Mirage, Mirage, which he lost. I think he lost. Fuck everyone saying he won because I genuinely think that was a clear loss. But he did a lot better because I think Mirage is an absolute killer. Yeah. Mirage was starting Cejudo in their fight at first until he until he. I agree, but I also I'm also starting to think that maybe Mirage is a tad overrated. I don't think he is. I think he's a killer. I think he's a one round absolute machine and yeah. killer. But if it goes past that one round, uh, I see Belfort. Hmm. Well, I'm never gonna see him like edge out a decision. Well, no, but he's not the fighter that needs to edge out a decision. His output usually does it for him. Yeah, but like, for example, Conor McGregor, he's shown against Nate Diaz, he can rough out a decision. He he can put us back against the wall. He broke. In the third round against Cejudo. He did. Yeah, he did. His output is... He, the problem with Mariah is he throws 100% into everything. He tries to kill you with everything. Every shot is that last shot that's going to win the fight. And... Do you know what? It, it, before that, like, here we go with this Sterling, with this Jan fight. Do you think they've robbed an opportunity from Sterling? I do believe Sterling should 100% be fighting for the belt. Okay. I thought he should have been fighting for the belt before the Cody Sandhagen fight. Yeah. I think he should have been fighting for both. I think this. I think he is the uncrowned champion of this weight division without Tejudo. I think he beats Ardo and them too anyway. And he should. He should be. He should be in that cage rather than Ardo. What's Ardo? Ardo's had one loss of bantamweight, and he's got a belt, a shot for the belt. Oh, it's madness! It's over. Over people who who've been working there and deserved shots for such a long time. Giving Dominic Cruz a shot before he gave Sterling and Yam a shot was ridiculous. And then to say right, well now we're giving it to fucking Aldo. Yeah, there's, there's no way you can. Uh... <laughs> I, I suppose it's just giving Aldo a favour, isn't it, for the years? It's it's a name for him, isn't it? It's it a Brazilian. But it's Peter Yang. It's Peter Yang. They're not really, you're not going to get a superstar out of Peter Yang, let's be honest. His next fight, say Peter Yang wins this fight or Aldo, the next fight has to be Sterling. Yeah, it's got to be. Has to be. They yeah, must have yeah. promised him the next fight. Not that it matters. They'll change the fucking mind whatever they feel like. But I don't like Peter Yang. As a person? Yeah, I don't like him. Oh. I think he was massively disrespectful towards Uriah Faber. I think if you beat someone, there's a way of beating someone. You don't beat someone and then, like, go, he was nothing. And then in every interview you'd have about that person, go, I don't get all the hype. I don't think he was actually a legend. I think it was just an easy fight. I don't like people who do that. No need for this. And, well, he's setting up a Garbrandt fight as well, isn't he? In what he's doing. Who, Cody Garbrandt? Yeah, PCN setting up a Cody Garbrandt. Well, Marais has called out Cody Garbrandt, hasn't he? That would be a fight. That would be quite a fight. With Marais's leg kicks and Garbrandt's boxing. I think Garbrandt he starts boxing. as Garbrandt. I do. I think he starts as Garbrandt. I think Garbrandt had his day, and I think, unfortunately, EPO Dillashaw took it from him. his day? 20, what is he? I know. That, isn't that weird? But I think EPO Dillashaw took it from him. Do you know what I only found out the other day, which absolutely blew my mind? Mickey Gall's older than Mike Perry. <laughs> That blew my mind. And Max Holloway's younger than both of them. And everyone's got this thing about Mickey Gore with it's a slow build. He's about fifty two. Every, every time I see every time I see John Jones' age, it makes me sad. How old is he? Thirty three, thirty four? He's younger than me. Yeah, is he? He's thirty three, I think. Yeah, He's I think. a year younger than me. He might not even be 33. I'm going to look this up. You talk while I look this up. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely round our age though. Well, hang on, he made his debut in... 21. He's 33, I think. I think he's definitely... I think he's 33. Yeah, he's 33. And it makes me sad that he's younger than me. 
Oldscore week 41. About 40. That heavyweight lad, they can fight up until about 50. It makes no difference. He's 32. Is he? Yeah. yeah. So we still got probably about five, six years left. <laughs> at, at, light, at light heavy. And then he moves to heavyweight and has another 12 years. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. He could probably keep going until he's 50, couldn't he? <laughs> so that brings us to the co-main <clears throat> events, the rematch between uh, Holloway versus Volkanovski, which, I'll be honest, I am not remotely interested in in the slightest. Well, we've heard Holloway, haven't we, say he's done this over Zoom and he's trained the entire camp himself. Whether we believe him or not is a different story, but let's say, let's take for face value that he's, he's right, what he's saying is right. Mm-hmm. I just think that affects this fight. Because Volkanovski looks like, he, well, their team seems to have had a full camp. Like, We've just seen Hooker fight and he did really well. So their team might have had four camps. I'm of the opinion it doesn't matter. But that's my opinion. I think For Holloway, he, maybe because of all the experience. When you get to that level, yeah. I don't think it matters. I don't think a coach is showing you anything you didn't know by this point. Well, it's my, We're coming up to the uh, Mike Perry conversation. No, yeah, conversation with um, does he need a corner? Yeah, but with a corner, a corner could be someone who's offering emotional support or... You need that person in your head, like the arm round the shoulder type of guy. So maybe it's, you don't even need tactical advice. Take your mate. Yeah, yeah. why not? <laughs> but like when he said, just bring me in the ice and shut the fuck up. I think that might change. I think that might be the way people are going. Because I think it makes more sense. It depends. On the fighter, I think. Yeah, you, you don't know the dynamic, the coach no, and the fighter. I, like, like, for example, I think Mighty Mouse has a completely different relationship with his corner than Mike Perry. Isn't it Mark Henry? Yeah. And it's all there. Three, two, four, six, yeah, yeah. eight, nine. Yeah. All that shit. They've got a really cerebral fighting style, haven't they? And they have their, their, their bond seems to be really good. Yeah, I'm, the stuff they shout out is I've never I've never been impressed with what I've heard. And I'm not saying that I'm any different. You mean from else. every corner or every corner? Yeah, I mean it's very, very rare you'd have someone go back to the corner and then say, like, in this round, look, I've seen this, this is what's gonna happen, I want you to and then it results in... Even in mid-fight, where they're like, uh, you can't stay on bottom. Well, fucking obviously. Fantastic news. <laughs> yeah, great. Remember, remember Ken, Ch- Ken Shamrock and Ultimate Fighter 3? I don't like to think of Ken Shamrock's <laughs> corner in his His fighter was mounted and getting hammered, and Shamrock's advice was, you've got to knock him out. <laughs> While he's getting hammered in the mount, <laughs> you've got to knock him out. Who was it? Who was it? Who, who was, who was the one... Who said to everyone who wants to be on my team? And, oh, it's Jens Pover and BJ Penn. Do you remember that? And who, no one put their hands up for Jens Pover. Yeah, and then Jens Pover's team fucking battered <laughs> BJ Penn's team all the way through. First four was Pover's team, wasn't it? First four wins. I think Diaz was the winner, wasn't he? And yeah. it was Jens Pover, yeah. Jens yeah. Pover's team fucking hammered <laughs> BJ how Penn's you, team. How did Nate Diaz end up on Jens Pover's team? Because he wanted to be on BJ He wasn't asked. He, he said, I think he, he just wasn't asked whose team he was on. Yeah, that's, he's not big on uh, all that, whatever. Give a fuck. Yeah, I'm fighting. <laughs> what you want from me so do you know um, in Fight Island there's going to be um, three events isn't it or oh, three or four I can't remember for the next couple of weeks yeah Paul Felder's comment, commentating every single one. Oh yeah I'm a massive fan of Paul Felder I think he's a great commentator I'd probably say he's the best out there at the minute Bisping brings more emotion and whatever and Cormier's entertaining but for knowledge I, I prefer um, Paul Felder so that's it's good to see the fighters Changing into different career paths. Don't too. ever, don't ever have Cruz and Bisping with each other again. I think. Have you ever seen them have like have what they class as banter? It's a. It, it's like they don't like each other. I don't <laughs> think they do. <laughs> it, 
Bisping said to Cruz, yeah, but you're two foot tall. And then Cruz went, yeah, but I've got two eyes. And I was like, wow, that's a bit strong, isn't Getting it? Getting real personal up in here. Uh, I, uh, yeah, Cruz, I think the ship sails with him. It's just too boring. He's so knowledgeable, though. But he's boring. <laughs> yeah. What's happened to um, Dan Hardy? He, well, he only does the UK fights, doesn't he? Yeah. And they're not over here. He's still got his BT thing, but he's covering the European market, isn't he? That's always how it's going to be. Uh, you've got Bisping over there because he's a loudmouth. I like Dan Hardy. Yeah, he's great. He's fantastic. Um, but his BT thing's good enough, isn't it? Who did you predict for the co-main event, by the way? We haven't even discussed it. Holloway, Falkonowski. Falkonowski again. I predicted Falkonowski the first fight, and I think Falkonowski takes this one as well. I think it's going to be a long, drawn-out fight that he edges out on points. These point karate point fighters... Bored of life, he's going to edge it out on points. I think he gets stopped. Who, Volkanovski? Yeah. That's his chance, isn't he? I mean, you're fighting an ex, a, a, a former champion. Attributes-wise, Holloway's better. Attributes. Absolutely staggering that his reach is more than Holloway's. I, I couldn't believe that. It's <laughs> staggering. Because in your head, Volkanovski's like little arms. I'm like, what, funny? little arms. For those who can't see, Steve did it like he was driving gear sticks. <laughs> no, the rock and sock and robot. Rock and sock and robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, we differ on that. I, it's a nothing fight, though. I think the, the featherweight division... It's a championship fight, no, and it's it, a nothing fight. What I mean by nothing fight is in, compared to the other two. You're not as interested. You're not as invested in this one. I'm actually full of shit because I'm actually thinking of the contenders of featherweight now and there's the zombie, there's Ortega, there's Magomed Shapirov. All right, I'm full of shit. But they're the fights I want to see. I don't want to see point fighters getting built. <laughs> I hate point fighters. I, can, I, I want Ortega to fight the Korean zombie just because there's a personal beef there that I'm really interested in and quite like it. I don't know why. I just do not like Brian Ortega. Oh, well, slapping the, the translator was a weird choice. <laughs> when he went to the toilet, <laughs> 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 little shit house. <laughs> 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 took a Korean zombie to go to the toilet, and he just turned around and slapped his mate. <laughs> no, went back as if nothing had happened. <laughs> I admired the shit house really. It's an odd choice. <laughs> it's an odd move. So we've gone for different ones. The main event, you've gone for Masvidal. I've gone for Usman. <clears throat> but the two fights before the title fight, they fucking good fights. Fucking good fights. Fucking good fights. Yep. Paige Van Zandt, Amanda Rebus. Well, who are you going for there? Let's be fair. Amanda Rebus. Rebus has taken that, hasn't she? I, I, do you think they're setting Paige Van Zandt up for a loss there? 100%. <laughs> it's their MO. It's what they do. Oh, you, you've got one fight left on the contract, have you? You won't sign another one? Okay. Is Normally, it's is a Russian fella who's 50 and 0. You want to smash the? You want to see what you're worth in the open market? Do you? Let's see you lose. <laughs> that's it. And then we've got Rose Nami Yunus fighting Jessica Andrade. Oh, the rematch. That's that's an interesting fight. Who are you going for there? I think Nami Yunus absolutely smashes it. I do. I think Nami Yunus starches it as well. She's so good, Nami Yunus striking. So underrated. Yeah. Technically, she's, she's so good. Yeah, she's so good. It's so. Fl- she was battering Andrade up until yeah, that slam. Yeah, all the way up until and that slam. slam I, I'm not sure that I. Uh, it should have been classed as illegal. It looked like a spike to me. It did look like a spike, and it's hard. It's always hard to judge, isn't it? There's no skill in that, though, is there? It's raw power. Raw power. Raw power gets you through sometimes, and that's that's it part does, of it. But I don't, I don't admire it. I don't look at it. And but go that's like part that. of it. Well, I'm raw power. <laughs> raw power. I'm just raw, <laughs> like raw dog. <laughs> raw dog. <laughs> that's what you are. <laughs> I'll slam you. <laughs> I 
I'll uh, double leg you and then I'll chain wrestle into the single. I don't even know what I'm about to <laughs> It's like someone's dropped a lasagna, that's what you are. If I dropped a lasagna, you'd be licking it off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> this guy ordered a lasagna from a pizza place. Who does that? <laughs> and tell him what else you orders with it. I can't remember. A tuna sweet corn jack of potato. <laughs> Who does that? I regret none of it. <laughs> he regrets none of it, but he couldn't even remember the jack of potato, Cody. So it must have been that good of a decision. This was like 12 years ago. <laughs> I <laughs> never forget it. <laughs> it's still in your mind. <laughs> because it's just not a normal thing for someone to order, is it? Who goes... I fancy a tuna jack of potato from the takeaway. Makes no sense. Did you go lasagna that place, though? Straight must be a quality, quality microwave. <laughs> anyway, so there's Fight Island. Yeah. The only other little bits I'd like to talk about because this is going to be quite a short one because we haven't had um, fights this weekend, have we? Is did you see Gina Carano's post on Instagram? No. It, it was a naked one. A naked post. A naked post. And it was absolutely well class. I just want to give a shout out to the Queen. Because she will always be the queen. <laughs> Once the queen, always the queen. And do you know who reported it, the little snitch? <laughs> reported it. Henzo Gracie. Class. Said that she should have been in the kitchen making sandwiches. He's a snitch. And a sexist. Snitches get stitches. Well, Unless you're Henzo Gracie. Yeah, they fuck both of them. <laughs> Fucking snitch. You, you should see it though. Unreal. <laughs> well, you can't. He's, and then, he's got to pull down. We haven't, we haven't really took a moment to say... Our condolences go to the Nemegamedov family. Nemegamedov, yeah. Um, what a loss for, for not them. only Khabib, for the community, for MMA in general. He was um, apparently he was a great man who, who trained a lot of people, and I think you can judge someone by how other people talk about them. Yeah, how other people react to it. Yeah, and who knew them? Everyone who's ever met him has said um, he he was like a, a hero. It's a big loss, yeah. Only fifty-seven. It's COVID got him, it looks like, doesn't it? Yeah, complicated uh, things with COVID. It's interesting to see where Khabib comes from this, uh, goes from here because he was so close to his dad. Yeah, coming back's going to be difficult, isn't it? Maybe he'll put things into perspective and he'll think, oh, fighting's not for me no more. Maybe. He doesn't need to fight no more, does he, really? And, and, right, say he stops, say Khabib retires. Is he the most impressive champion they've ever had? No. Who is? John Who, Jones. Who's better? John Jones. John Jones has got no losses, so they say. Yeah. I, I still think that loss stands. I can, because I can see both sides. The way I see it, right, I don't give a fuck if you think it's a bullshit rule or not. You know the rules. And if you're edging, if you're skating the edges of the rules, it's your fault if it, if it backfires. No, I know, I know. I don't class it as a loss in the sense of... The other guy's better than him. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. But in saying that, in, in a sport, which it is a sport... He cheated and lost. That, that's what. I, the amount of times he's cheated and not lost, I think it's okay. Smith, yeah. yeah, he deserved to lose. But Khabib's up there. Yeah, Khabib's up there. Khabib's just unbeaten records is is absolutely ridiculous in Especially MMA. Especially considering the opponents and say the past three years. And in MMA, yeah, there's MMA. just no unbeaten records in it's MMA. Just his discipline, though. No. What can you do with that wrestling? There's nothing you can do. No, he's too good, isn't he? That's. Joe Rogan's right in what he says when... Bro Jogan. Bro Jogan is right when he says, you can dictate the fight. If you're a fantastic wrestler, that's who gets to dictate where the fight takes place. I know. If only you could say that at every single pay-per-view, because I do forget. <laughs> and, and, every, and every podcast about that. Every anyway. podcast, if I ever talk about wrestling, yeah. 
great. Brilliant <laughs> insight, Joe. Didn't hear that last Wednesday. <laughs> What's your problem? He bores me. He's not growing with the sport, and he's he's resting on his laurels. Is I think. If you look at Paul Felder and Dan Hardy, they come to every UFC event with the background of knowledge, and they're gonna tell you something you did not know, and that was is very in depth. Joe Rogan doesn't do that no more. Even on his podcast now, he goes, "Who was that fella who beat so and so last Wednesday? Who was he? Can't remember. It's not interest." She's got a hundred million dollars <coughs> from Spotify, so I'd love to be a lizard. Oh yeah, we're going conspiracy now. We're no, going... I was making it up. I was just talking absolute shit. We're going uh, deep state. No, we're, we're going MK Ultra. Ever, ever read about that? Don't want to talk about it. It's interesting. <laughs> Don't want to talk about uh, it. <laughs> I've shown too much. <laughs> They're coming for you now. <laughs> right. So um, next week we'll be able to talk. Are you go- are you going to be watching the fights? Yeah. God, you fucked us with the time again, haven't you? Well, what time does it start? In this three. Week? three in the morning? Yeah. I'm on a night shift, it's fine, I'll watch it. That's when I'm settled. That's when it's settled. <laughs> That's when I'm doing my shift. That's when I'm out of my happy place. That's <laughs> 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 my shift's over. <laughs> so, until the next one. Until the next one. Peace out. Peace!